Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry and welcome to Sunday. I'm on my way to go pick up groceries and I thought that I would be able to hop on and do a couple of episodes because there are some different topics that have been coming up within my author circles this week with my dear author friends and just things that I've been um, receiving through emails. And so the first one that I wanted to talk about with this episode is comp titles. So I've got an idea of how I can challenge you guys about comp titles. And I want you to think further, like further removed from just a book. A book that is comparable to your topic, theme, uh, world, genre. I want you to start thinking of movies as comp titles because those can be a great pull and start conversations. So you need to have a list. So a part of the Monarch Method, of course, is research. You guys know how much I propel my work forward through the research stages. And I continue to do that. And I'm always on the lookout for comp titles. Well, my brain has been so conditioned now because I have viewed my own work this way that now when I'm reading other people's books, (laughs) I'm going, hey, there's a comp title. And then it'll be a movie or it can be a book. So I was beta reading last night and I absolutely love this new historical fiction that I'm beta reading for a friend. Now, this is one of my dear brothers in Christ. He's one of my WWJ members. And he's written something that needs to get out there in the world. Okay? Trust me. And I know it's going to be coming soon. And so, as I start to read, I kind of got midway through... Now, I would have read it in one sitting, but it was getting like 11.15. That lets you know that if I can't pull myself, like I had to because I had to get up for boot camp for WWJs. And I told him the next morning, I'm like, I I had to finally cut it off. But I read the rest of it yesterday. So if you didn't see me as active on a Saturday as you thought that you should have seen me, it was because I was reading Luke's book. So I'm just letting you know. So, here I am in the middle of Luke's work, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, the bronze bow. He needs the bronze bow. And so, what do I do? I contact him right away on our uh, WWJ site, and I'm like, okay, the bronze bow. I went and I found the, the Amazon link, and I put it in there so people could read the description, do a look inside, whatever they need to do to buy this book. If they are going to be beta reading with Luke, they could also read The Bronze Bow. And so that's what crafted me with this idea. Like, okay, let's say you are working with beta readers. And, you know, you you get your list of questions, right? That you want to know, you know, does it flow? What do you think about the characters? How about the pacing? If there's a place that it drags or lulls, can you please tell me so I don't, bore a reader you know all these little questions that you might want to know you know am i am i missing a beat here is there is there a place here where i need to you know improve a description or whatever how about you ask your readers from beginning to end anything that comes to your mind anything that comes to your mind 
as you are reading, can you please make a note of it? Whether it is a book, a movie, a a series, a show, a song, art. Yes, I said art. Anything that comes to your mind, even if it's a comp setting, can you please give me that as a side note in the comments? And guys, honestly, if, if for me, from like this day forward, I'm going to be asking my beta readers that as the number one question. Not, do you love my characters? I'm going to be like, hey, if you think of something, anything. <laughs> and I know I, I haven't seen that on a list. And so I've just been intrinsically doing this because I guess I use my own research time that way. And so I build my Pinterest board as I go. I spend time in images. I spend time researching. I spend time with, you know, just with time periods. I, you know, I could keep going on and on about this, but I'm telling y'all, when you get your beta readers in the mix of it, you can get different perspectives, different things you've never thought of before. So I'm in the middle. Okay, this is telling you how kind of weird I am and how this this internalization of the importance of research and, and comps has really attached to what I do. I'm in the middle of a podcast. Y'all, this is no joke. I am talking to Peter, and we are talking about his play. And all of a sudden, I get just in the middle of talking, I get the vision of a movie. That's a comp title for him. I'm like, and I was scared I was going to lose it. <laughs> so, on my notes beside me that I had, like, you know, information about him and stuff. <clears throat> Guess what I did? I wrote, Happy Birthday. Which was ridiculous because that wasn't even the name of the, the comp. <laughs> but I wrote it, okay? And then, here I am going, okay, I got to tell him. And, and once I had it on the paper, then I was able to get back into the interview and not skip a beat, right? So, I talked to him about it. I'm like, look, there is this movie that I absolutely love. I love one and two. I love them both. I love one more. I've watched it multiple times. And I'm like, you need to see this movie because it is Melissa, because it is one of your character comp titles, like for your character. And, and yes, it's set in a dorm room, whatever, but it was like a character comp title. Yes, I'm that weird. And so when I told him the movie, I said, he's not gonna, he's gonna think I'm the craziest person ever. Sure enough, come out, come out this week on Twitter. He tags me and he was like, you know what? She got that character. She found that character. And I was like, man, and he liked the movie. Now, whether or not he found quality in the movie or not, that's not what I was sending him to do. Even though I give it like high ratings, it was because I needed him to see it for the comp title. I needed him to see the character comp titles. And so that's even broadening my sense of this, I think, even further. Is that it doesn't even have to be a movie with a comparable theme. Or events or sequence or anything. It could be like a character in a movie. Y'all, that is a cool way of being able to now 
you know, discuss, you know, discuss the, the cops with people. You can be, you can just clearly say, hey, you know, there's this movie out there. If you want to like kind of get how Melissa is, you can watch this and you can see my girl. And then maybe people have already seen it, right? And then you have a conversation about that. And then you can explore similarities and differences. But cops are for connection. So someone asked me, like, when you're building your list, what are you looking for? So, of course, you can go, like I was doing, very limited, going to Amazon, typing in, like, juvenile fiction, middle grade fantasy, and doing that and getting your top 10 list, that's great. But now I have broadened it and now I'm including movies, TV shows. You know, what is something that could be a cop television series? And then I can watch it for research. I can look at how, you know, this series show is developing these characters in these worlds. And then I'm a visual person. I can learn from that. And so, yeah, books are great because, you know, get that put that down but think outside of the box of a book think about movies shows art songs pop culture what does it remind you of a celebrity a story something from the news what does it remind you of and so here i am writing the fae okay of averly and all of a sudden, we find this article in research about how the town is protecting the fairy mounds. Now, this is true, real, legit article. I'm not producing out that. I'm not putting out that book until 2022. That book keeps, like, recycling with me, and I keep working on it. Guys, I love this story beyond words, and I love Charlie. I want to have Charlie a part of my life and to be one of my best friends I am really caring for this one but it's just not time when I feel that a book is not time it's not but that doesn't mean when I see this article about the fairy mounds it goes right to it it's a, it's a informational piece out of a foreign newspaper clipping I am pulling up the Faye of Averly document Google Doc folder and I'm throwing that in there. Guess why? Because when it comes time to introduce Patience Averly to the world, I'm going to have some articles. I'm going to have some art. I'm going to have some movies. I'm going to have some books <laughs> and some songs because I've already got a playlist of all of the instrumentals that just touched my heart with the flute because she's a flute player. Y'all, I have built this as I go along, and then I have me a folder just sitting there. But here's what I don't have for the Faye of Averly. I don't have my middle grade spreadsheet pulled up for her yet, because I only came up with that idea while I was working the Sunday Killer. And so as we move, give yourself the grace to grow, you know. I'm going to have that spreadsheet available where you can make a copy of it. You can click it from my website. I'm really going to try to put it up there today. But I'm in the middle of a new book, A Tale of Ashes by Ann Delview. She's going to be on the podcast next week. So I'm preparing for the podcast by reading her YA adult 
it's an adult mature uh, fantasy. YA adult. That's how I'm going to call it. <laughs> but it's for mature audiences. But I will let you guys know. <clears throat> I need to do that now. I need to go back. And all these books that I've got as my projects opened. Those need to have those spreadsheets too. Because I've got my Google Doc at least. I've got me a Google folder at least. Right? I've got me a Pinterest. I've got my YouTube. I've got things set up. But while I am checking things out. If I see something that's genre specific. Throw it up there. If I see stuff that I need to work on, throw it in there. Um, and so, so to me, I'm learning about beta reading <coughs> as I go, and the more I beta. But I'm also learning about comp titles the more I go. And I have extended my thought process about this. I was very narrowed, specific about, you know, put your list in that's only just the, the top 10 books currently within that number one bestseller range. But however, The Bronze Bow is number one and it received, you know, the Newberry in 1962. And you guys know how I am about Newberry work. You know, I try to, I try to like soak them in, soak them in over and over. So The Bronze Bow hit me strong when I was reading Luke's work. And so of course I'm going on there and I'm going, Luke, check out The Bronze Bow. And if he's like, oh yes, I've read it. I'm like, great. Well, now you can read it for research. If you've read it for enjoyment, now you can read it for research um, because there's a different way you read when you're reading for research and you're reading for enjoyment. There just is. And I have a spreadsheet for that, too, on how to take apart the first three chapters of a book. So I'm learning as I go. But as a beta reader, be that type of beta reader where you're just quirky and weird, maybe, like me, and say, okay, you know what? This reminds me of The Mentalist. You know, the Sunday Killer isn't Red John. No, it's not. But there, there's something about that team. The team dynamics with Patrick and Lisbon. And the crew with Van Pelt. Y'all, I love them characters. I love those characters. They were a strong pull for me. And then if somebody says that, I'll say, oh yeah, I was watching The Mentalist. Just got off of The Mentalist. Because it's on Amazon Prime. I watched all the episodes. We binged it. And then I wrote The Sunday Killer. I'm like, yeah, that was like one of my research points, entries into The Sunday Killer. So if people loved Patrick Jane and Lisbon, well, then there you go. You know, I'll be like, yep, Heather Moody, Lisbon. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So not like with family dynamics and all of that. No, no, no. Completely different character. But the feel of the characters. You understand what I mean by that? Not the same, but the feel of the characters. So I really want to encourage you to look for TV shows, series shows, songs, art, you know, just, you know, even instrumentals. Go on and look for your books. Yes. But don't just look for the current. Look for the tried and trues. Because you know what? I never even heard of the Darkest Rising sequence. Never even heard of it. Until guess what? I'm up there going, you know, what can I read, guys? Give me some book recommendations for my baby. And then I'm reading The Wind in the Willows. And at the back, Susan Cooper makes a, a, like an author's note, you know, about how much she loves The Wind in the Willows. And speaking of, I laughed out loud this week when I was reading To Kill a Mockingbird. Because last, last semester, I didn't understand 
when the teacher is reading to the kids and it's about a toad in a hall, I laughed out loud and screamed, oh my gosh, guys, if y'all want the wind in the willows, I got it. You need to read it. I don't care how old you are. You need to read it. I don't care how old you are in this world. Read the wind in the willows. It will make you have joy like books can make you have joy. And so here I am going, okay, so with the Fae, the wind of the willows, of course, is, you know, one of my cotton titles now. Um, for the Fae of Averly. But you know, it is weird because of the animals. And, and I know it's a weird connection, but it is. It's on my list. But then I read the the foreword or, or wherever it was in the book. Me and Sam read it because we were finished with the book. And we wanted, and we were like, oh, Susan Cooper, who is that? And me and Sam start researching and we find this book. So I go on Amazon right then. Because he's like, Mama, that looks like a cool fantasy book. I want to read it. It's got a Newberry in the series. I'm like, it's a Newberry, baby. We're getting it. I don't care. We're, we're reading this mess. I get that book, and I order it. It's going to be there in two days. And I get online, and I go, we're getting ready to read this. Internet floods. That book brings back such beautiful memories for me. Oh, my gosh. That was one of my favorite books growing up. That was one of the best series. Oh, I forgot about that. I got to read that with my child again. My kid would love this. I forgot. Guys, don't just look for the now. Can you look for the then? Can you can you just look for the then? The then and the now. That's that's something that hit me with, you know, overseeing under stone from Susan Cooper. I was like, wow. And so guess what? Look, there's no animals right now that are talking. Now we're not there yet. And I don't I'm not gonna give you any spoiler alerts. However, there is a part in the book where Sam stopped in the car yesterday looked turned at me and he was like oh mama isn't that one element in this book similar to the fae of Averly in your book i was like and it's completely different but it's similar and i said oh you've given mama a way to expand the comp title and discuss that wow sam and he was like yeah he was like you know this old this old thing about People are just having a war just for power or, or what? Well, just, I just want power. You know, it's like the rings. Like, look how powerful it was with the ring. I'm like, yes, Samuel. And then, and then we have this great conversation about trope. And I'm like, you know what, buddy? You know, you're good mama. You're mama sidekick. Let's just say that. And so here I am knowing now how overseeing under stone 